If you enjoy listening to this podcast, we ask you to consider supporting it by making a reoccurring or one-time donation. Visit Mayflower's website at www.mayflowerucc.org and click on the Donate Now button. Donations made to Mayflower's Radio Fund are tax-deductible and go toward keeping this podcast available. Thank you for your support. The sermon you are about to hear was preached at Mayflower Congregational UCC Church of Oklahoma City by the Reverend Lori Walkie, Associate Minister at one of America's premier liberal Protestant pulpits. At Mayflower, we are an open and affirming peace and justice church where we believe that religion should be biblically responsible, intellectually honest, emotionally satisfying, and socially significant. We go now to the pulpit of Mayflower UCC Church of Oklahoma City and to the preaching and teaching of Reverend Lori Walkie. Here at Mayflower with Solomon-like wisdom, we opted for the first half of the service to be Adventy and the second half to be Christmassy and definitely succeeded in overthinking it. I mean, we've got church three times today. This will most likely have the effect of giving your former Southern Baptist and Church of Christ pastors PTSD. (laughs) Advent itself is a bit weird, not exactly a theological term, but still true. We put up the greenery, we light candles, we sing hymns in a minor key. We wait. You think we would be good at waiting. After all, we spend a lot of life waiting. There are even rooms for waiting. We wait for the phone to ring, for the email to come through. We wait for someone to come home. We wait for the timer to go off, for dinner to be ready, for someone to take our order. But I think we are rather terrible at waiting. We are an impatient sort. Is, is there an Advent app we can buy? Can we just use mobile order like at Starbucks and skip the line? What is the shipping policy on Jesus? Can we get him here with Amazon Prime two-day delivery? And what are we waiting on? People who wait are people who have expectations, or at least We're supposed to, I mean, that's the other word we use in Advent, expectation. We expect the unexpected. The unexpected is that God would use a baby to change the world. It's expected because, well, it's 2017, so we've been reenacting this story for 2,000 years now. All month long, we've been reading about expectations, Isaiah's expectations and Mark's. John the Baptist's expectations, all pretty high expectations of what is to come. And of all the traditions of faithfulness that we might cling to, perhaps this is one of the most important. God needs people to have high expectations, people who expect the world to change, people who expect 
God to show up, people who expect a light to shine in the darkness, people who expect the resignation letter of anyone who espouses mean-spirited, ill-informed, and theologically stunted opinions on human sexuality, people who expect hope to show up in the most desolate of places, whether it be in a barn in Bethlehem or in the corners of our own hearts. Perhaps this ultimately is the work of Advent, to be high expectation having, Mother Mary Magnificat singing, preparers of the way of God. Is that what you're expecting? Feel it, we just shifted to Christmas. <laughs> Have you heard the story about the wicked fairy at the manger? It may be new to you. It didn't make it into Luke's gospel or Matthew's gospel, not sure exactly why, but poet U.A. Fanthrop tells us what happened. The wicked fairy floated in just after the shepherds had left and in the style of Maleficent of Sleeping Beauty, made an offering. My gift for the child. No wife, kids, home, no money sense, unemployable. Friends, yes, but the wrong sort, the work-shy, women, wogs petty infringers of the law, persons with notifiable diseases, poll tax collectors, tarts, the bottom rung. His end? I think we'll make it public, prolonged, painful. Right, said the baby. That was roughly what we had in mind. If you haven't heard the story before, it's likely because it's not Christmassy enough, a downer of a story, really, not exactly elf on the shelf. After all, who wants to think about the day-to-day -day of Jesus and then his death? I mean, let the kid be born, for crying out loud. But ministers are why we can't have nice things. <laughs> so my job this morning is to warn Warn against a quaint, curated, consumer version of Christmas that lets us keep sweet baby Jesus in the manger and reduces the season to talks with our children about being good instead of doing good or worrying about how long they will believe instead of what they believe. When it is said and done, Christmas begins a revolution, an inbreaking, and the details matter. The one we call teacher and Lord was born in a barn to an unwed teenage mother and raised by a low-wage worker who very much needed a carpenter's union, certainly part of the 99%. Jesus and his parents would have to flee a tyrant and become refugees. Good luck getting into the U.S., Jesus. As long as you're not coming from a country currently being bombed by the United States, you should be fine. 
The people who first heard of Jesus' birth were those who most needed a word of hope. Shepherds, nobodies in the field, broke without health insurance, savings, and no retirement to speak of. These are the people God went to first. Foreigners got advance word, not the home team, the rich, or the in crowd. The more I sit with this story, the more convinced I am that it was just as much about the ragtag cast of characters as it was about God turning empire upside down with a baby. Over and over, the story tells us what Mag Mary's Magnificat spelled out. The lowly will be lifted up, the hungry will be filled with good things, and the rich sent away empty. How is it possible not to apply this to the new tax code? I can hear it now. Don't politicize the nativity, Lori. It's Christmas. Right. I mean, that's what they say about school shootings and city-destroying hurricanes, which, of course, is why it is still possible for most anyone to get high-capacity magazines and why climate change is still full steam ahead. This is why the cry to put Christ back in Christmas should be so interesting to the church. Can you imagine, talk about political, what would a Christ-filled Christmas look like? I have a vision. On Christmas Day, because Christians are so hypersensitive to the plight of refugees in light of the Holy Family fleeing a mad dictator, we open our borders and give permanent status to dreamers. At high noon on that holy day, we abolish the death penalty, a policy which should be so offensive to those who claim to follow someone who was murdered by the government that we can no longer abide. And in the evening, we'll gather in the churchyard and build a bonfire and use it to melt down our weapons that we might recast them into plowshares. Put Christ back in Christmas. Be careful what you wish for, Fox News. I know some people who are trying to do just that. Howard Thurman said it best in his poem, The Work of Christmas. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks, the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among the people, to make music in the heart. So put on your work gloves, Mayflower. Roll up your sleeves, tighten your laces, and make sure you've got on thick socks. Clear your throat, for we have some good news to share about just how powerful love is. Merry Christmas, Mayflower. Merry Christmas. You've been listening to the preaching and teaching of Reverend Lori Walkie, Associate Minister at Mayflower Congregational UCC Church of Oklahoma City. More information about the church can be found at mayflowerucc.org or by visiting Mayflower's Facebook page. Worship services 
are every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m., with adult education classes at 10 a.m. Mayflower also has a full church school for children of all ages available during the 11 a.m. service. Mayflower is located on Northwest 63rd Street, one block west of Portland. Thank you for listening.